welcome back to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. I'm excited this lesson. Get ready. You know, when you think about sources, we're living in the information age. And we have a daily experience of a double-edged sword. Basically, what that means is that we are bombarded with so much information. However, is that information biased or factual? You know, when you think about it, to what commentators or analysts do you turn to make unbiased sense of current events? Think about the term, the slogan that we use is fake news. Well, I have a lesson today. We're going to be looking at Second Kings about a king by the name of Josiah. He actually reigned from 640 to 609 BC. He was surrounded by godly advisors, Judah's aristocrat influence, Josiah, which is, we cannot say the same thing for his father and grandfather, but we can say it for his great-grandfather, Hezekiah. So during this time, we have two prophets, one by the name of Zephaniah, he was actually a descendant from King Hezekiah, so Josiah is actually related to Zephaniah and Jeremiah. His prophetic ministry was came along the 13th year of Josiah. So we have two prominent prophets that were available, but King Josiah chose another prophet when he had a question. So when he came of to the throne, he was actually eight years old. He began to seek after the God of David, his father. And he followed after his great-grandfather, Hezekiah. In the 12th year of his reign, Josiah began to purge the land of idols and shrines, and he decided to dedicate the temple. So around the sixth year, he ordered a renovation of the temple. And during this renovation, it states in the 22nd verse, verse 8, the book of law was found within the temple. Now, it's probably because his grandfather, my son, um, King, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't think of, King Manassas was his grandfather. He actually put out of worshipers in the temple of God. So King Josiah began to clean everything up. And when they found this book of the law, they read it to him and notice his reaction in verse 20, 11 of the 22nd chapter. His reaction of distress to what he heard of that book. Deuteronomy and a lot of scholars believe either it was the entire Torah or it was Deuteronomy is the book because it detailed the punishment of Israel would suffer if the people failed to keep the covenant. So, when you look at Deuteronomy 29th chapter, you see curses and a culminated exile from the land if the individuals, the Israelites, fail to follow what the covenant, the law, actually have said. So realizing this guilt, Josiah commissioned a delegation 
to inquire of the Lord concerning the wrath that the king feared, but soon visit him because of the abomination that his father, grandfather, had accomplished. So that's why our lesson starts today. 2 King 22 and 14. It says the delegation consists of Hilkiah the priest, Achaim, Akbar, Shupan, and Asaya. This is the delegation that King Josiah sent. And who did he send it to? He sent it to Hadah, the prophetess, a female. She was the wife of Shulon, the son of Tikva, the son of Horas, the keeper of the wardrobe. So if you look at this right here, you actually can find in Jeremiah that Shalom is believed to be Jeremiah's uncle. Now, in this version, it says she dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. So she actually lives in Jerusalem. They go and they inquire of her what they have read. Now, then the King James Version, it says, Instead of using the second quarter, it used the word college, that she dwelt in the college, and they communed with her. So they actually sat and, and sat with her and communed with her for advice. I like the word college because in Hebrew, it means misnah, which refers to an oral tradition of the Jewish rabbis. To live in misnah is to live among scholars like at a college. So they went and they actually wanted to seek and find out exactly what is it in reference to this prophetic prophecy that is written in Deuteronomy, what is God actually saying to us? So the question that I'm going to ask you all is this, under what circumstances in the church should you act as a messenger between two porters when you should not? And then I like this next question as we dig deeper. In what circumstances is called for face-to-face -face meeting rather than text messages. So we're going to discuss that on Sunday. Then a word for Jerusalem. We're looking at verses 15 through 17 of the 22nd chapter. It says, Then she said, this is Hodah to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord God Thus says the Lord. Now, if you notice here, we she repeats this twice. This is letting you know that this word is actually coming from the Lord. Anytime we see it all caps, it reference to Yahweh. Or Adonai. Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and its inhabitants, and all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read. So she is actually saying. Yes, what is happening, what you've read is true. It's going to happen. But in the 17th verse, I want you to notice this. It says, here's the reason why. Because they have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods. They have forsaken me. If you think about this, you go back to his grandfather, King Manasseh. Actually, King Manasseh went so far to offer his son as a child sacrifice. He built pagan altars within the temple and not long all around the Aries. And even Josiah's father, 
who was Amon, did wrong in the sight of the Lord to the point that he only reigned for two years in a coup attempted. But I do want to emphasize one thing. When his grandfather was reigning, late in his reign, Messiah actually repented of his sin. You can see that in 2 Chronicles 33, 10 through 14. But his former evil contrib contributed directly to Judah's ultimate destruction and exile. Because when he is off scene and his son takes over, a coup arrives and they continue to do what was wrong. To the point that when King Josiah comes on board is when a revival breaks out. And then he says here at the end of this, Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. So what do you think about this? What will you respond to someone who proposed that a certain modern disaster was due to the sin of those affected by it? Hmm. Okay. We hear that a lot. Then we're going to dig a little bit deeper. Next question is, what can you do to ensure that a hobby or favorite activity doesn't become an idol? And why is idolatry such an affront to God? We're going to dig deeper into those two questions also. And then we end with verses 18 through 20, a word for the king. Hoda tells, but as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this manner, ye shall speak to him, and ye shall say this, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, that, that phrase again, this is coming straight from God, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender. Notice this right here. Your heart was tender. You humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation, a curse unto me. And then notice what Josiah, you tore your clothes and wept before me. And I heard you, says the Lord. And surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers and ye shall be gathered to your grave in peace. So in other words, you're not going to see the destruction, King Josiah, because you humble yourself. So my next question is, what will you say to a fellow Christian who fully expect to escape all consequences God may visit on our adulterous culture around us? You know, if we sum up everything, it seemed absurd that the book of the law, or Deuteronomy, was neglected and lost to the people of Judah. Yet, is that even more ridiculous than the Bible's lost to myriads of Christians who rarely read it? We must guard against losing scriptures in our churches, our home, and our lives. You know, I like this picture here because it says, humble yourself or be humble. When we read the scriptures, do we are we trying to find what someone else has done wrong and condemn them? Are we being humble when we read it? So Josiah sought to honor God through his reforms after the book of the law was found. He acted on the words that he had heard from that book. He showed remorse over the sin of his people. And he sought godly insight to what he had heard 
read to him. He went and sought someone to explain to him the prophet's holiday. So scripture study must always lead us to repentance and action based on what we encounter in its pages. And I have a thought to remember is God hears those who humbly seek him. Hey, I thank you all. Enjoy this session with you. Um, again, our Zoom session is down below. It actually, uh, there's a meeting ID and a passcode. I'll see you at 6 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. Thank you. Have a great day.